Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment presents The Process. Welcome back to your home for football and fantasy football where we learn, scout, win, and repeat. It's time to continue the process, y'all. What's up? I am your host. It's Ralph. It's Championship Sunday. Championship Sunday, I repeat. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the process. Time to continue this bad boy because, you know, we keep it rolling all the way through the Super Bowl. We're going to have something to talk about. We'll spread it out a little bit, but we'll make it work. But I'm excited, as I said, for another episode. Uh, Last week was fun. The divisional round was awesome. And we've got ourselves a one-day melee. So we'll do some DFS because we still have two games. So we'll try to see if we can make that profitable for you. But largely, football coming to a head here as we head to Championship Sunday. And uh, we're going to find out who's who and who's made of what. At this point, we know who these teams are. We know what they're all about, y'all. So we don't have to wax poetic too much. But it's still going to be a fun one. All right. So if you're new to the show, welcome to the process. Uh, A little bit out of the ordinary now that we are in the playoff mode, we, we don't do a lot of our usual segments and, and a lot of our usual things that we do to get ready for the week because everything is so condensed now. So enjoy the show. If you're a first time offender, welcome. Welcome to the Slammer with the rest of us. But enjoy it. Um, and just know that as we march forward in the process next season, we'll start to get back on our regular episodes. Um, but if you're curious about what that is, Well, I got you covered. I'm going to talk to you guys really quickly about where you can find this show. Uh, This is a Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment Podcast. And so this can be found at our website, www.tigerbombsae.com. You can find this podcast there. Incidentally, today, uh, Tiger Bomb also released a true crime podcast. So you can check that out. I also have a co-host as well. So I'm involved, but I'm not the only person over there. There's other ways to connect with us, too. Um, if you're new to the show, again, you can listen to this uh, podcast right there on that page. You can click at the Tiger Bomb site. You can click on the process page, listen to the podcast and get football details during the year that are a little bit more important for weekly analysis. OK, so again, you click on the True Crime podcast page, you'll get that one. Right. So you can listen to all these there in your browser. But if you want to take it on the go, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all that, just search for Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment. This will pop up. Like and subscribe. You'll get all these episodes of the process. But those other podcasts I was just talking about, you will get those episodes too. So if you're curious about checking out some of the previous episodes, like I just mentioned for you first timers, in the app, it just has them all listed. You can literally listen to every single episode from season one all the way forward to season three of the process so couldn't be easier for you now if you're a social media person we'll connect there too because uh twitter maybe you need last minute uh, uh answers or you got questions or whatever a little banter during the game that's cool we like that right and then the facebook page is always fun for like memes and maybe last minute info or what have you and i always post the podcast to both of those pages as well so just another way to get a link to listen to this podcast so facebook and twitter you can find us the same way it's at the process tbsae 
so there you go you guys know all the different cool ways you can keep up with us now so now that we've got all the newbies inducted i'll officially thank you hardheaders uh appreciate you sticking it out in here with me um as we march forward in this uh, third season of the process but guys let's talk about some football again not going to be a long episode you guys kind of get the feel the last couple of weeks of what we're doing here but before we even get going, you know, let's touch a little bit on the divisional round. I will say this for DFS purposes, we took a stand on Dylan. And if you guys watch those games unfold, you know that Green Bay did do what we decided they would do, uh, which was try to run it. And we thought about the reasons that Dylan may be viable. He got some run. It didn't work out the way we fully hoped. Uh, and he ended up having to leave the game due to the injury, but we're on the right trail there. That's all you can really hope for in the playoffs. So little separating your lineup from the others because our choices are so truncated. So you got to take those stabs if you want to get it right. But uh, if we look back at last week really quickly, that'll be what we do today. We'll look back at last week and we'll look forward, obviously, to this week. A little bit of analysis for you. And uh, we'll we'll throw some DFS picks at you as well. But first, let's look back at last week, right? Um, If we think about the Saints game, man, Breeze and... And the Saints going up against TB12. It didn't look like Breeze had anything left in the tank there. Maybe it's easier to spot now because uh, we've watched this a lot recently, right? Favre, Peyton Manning, not, not Eli, Phil Rivers, Big Ben, now Breeze. Uh, the wagon is breaking down, and hey, Breeze held on and he rode for a while, but it looks like it's all done. I can't help but to think that he lessened his legacy a bit with those comments in the offseason but that's neither here nor there brady was able to see down the field 10 plus yards in the same space of time it took breeze to struggle to reach his 4.7 average depth of target and uh so he he that was the end of that game for the saints and the browns let's let's talk about the browns talk about being in the driver's seat and kind of slamming into the wall this team just needs to learn how to win. I like Kevin Stefanski as a play caller. He seems fine as a coach, uh, but his team just couldn't nail the coffin shut. Chad Henney beat them because when Mahomes left the game, it was a game, you know, mind you. Not to mention the fumble into the end zone. If that doesn't happen when the Browns, then the Browns are positioned real nice before the half because you're down 19-10 instead of 19-3. I thought Baker made some big-time throws when needed, and he seemed to continue his maturation. But the story has to be that Chad Henney made just enough plays uh, to ice this one, two plays. Big hit on Mahomes. I do not, for the life of me, understand why Kansas City keeps risking his health on these gadget runs and stuff. Kansas City has so many weapons that Mahomes doesn't need to be running very much at all. He was hit hard, and uh, they're lucky it was only a concussion. We'll see... Uh, we would, at, you know, all week they were saying we didn't know if he would clear. Now we know, as the time of this as a, this podcast, he's cleared in time. And uh, honestly, we knew he was going to play, right? They, I didn't see a scenario where he didn't play. But Miles Garrett and the Browns defense should be kicking themselves because literally this team has never been closer to an AFC championship game. They haven't won a Super Bowl since the team had rebirth. So... There you go. And the Rams could only go as far as Aaron Donald could take them. And as it turned out, he was banged up real bad. They took him off the injury report, said he was going to be all go. And he didn't play play many plays at all. So he wasn't able to be effective on the day. That's all you need to know about the Rams. 
It was not a winnable game without the single best player on their team wreaking havoc all along the D-line. And, you know, for the Ravens, Lamar was struggling to throw the ball before he was knocked out in the third quarter. He didn't respond well to the pressure put on by the Buffalo defense. And ultimately, the Ravens uh, often struggle mightily to put up points. Mustering only three on the day. Look, Lamar cannot get better unless he becomes a better passer. It's as simple as that. They'll be hampered for as long as he struggles throwing it because teams will always play them the same way. Eliminate the run and really force him to throw it because he cannot. So that's our little quick look at the last week there. Uh, But we've got to start moving forward. And so, you know, as we take a look at these two matchups, first of all, it's a pair of rematches uh, from week six, both both contests from week six, I believe. And so we have to, you know, before we even look at it and get married to that, let's take a moment and think about how valuable is it to rewatch the first games that happened earlier in the year. And honestly, my, my, my answer to you guys is that it depends, uh, which I know is flaky, but um, consensus, this is why I say it depends. The consensus this week is that Buffalo and Kansas City could play out similarly as last time, and we'll talk later about what that is. But the consensus is also that Tampa Bay and Green Bay is believed to be different this time around. So again, it just depends when you look at those games. Many uh, analysts willing to write off the Green Bay-Tampa Bay game. We'll talk about the reasons why. But they're overly considering the previous game before with Buffalo. And so it can and cannot be valuable to really look back at those matchups um there's a lot of things that separate those games injuries guys didn't play before like Vita Vea right uh Tampa Bay had just had Antonio Brown for the first game or something like that Devontae's that was Devontae Adams first game back uh, and it wasn't stellar but every other game was a monster for him so things like that you know weather we got to pay attention to all of these things, especially in Green Bay. Uh, pay attention to the weather uh, and pay attention to injuries up until lock on Sunday. Okay, um, that's something else we want to do. And, you know, as far as thinking about these plays for DFS purposes, don't overanalyze the matchups. We, we, we you know, I'm looking at all this information this week and it's like, you think there'd be less content out because there's less games, but there's like the same amount of more content. So it's like, Guys are overanalyzing every single type of matchup and really providing a lot of contradictory information. So I want to encourage you to keep it simple. Remember what you've been seeing in front of your face all year. Don't believe somebody who needs to keep an audience for this week. So those are my most important tips going into this week before we talk about the two games. And, um, you know, anything else should we talk about? I don't. You know, it's not a lot of football right now. We can, you know, think about some other things. Um, Urban Meyer obviously coming to Jacksonville. Um, We'll see how that goes. But ultimately, it depends on whether or not he can adapt to uh, the type of situation to where we say Khan says he wants to be in on the personnel decisions. When you're a college coach, you're the head of the program, and it's all you. Right. So this is a little bit different. Uh, we'll have to see if he's able to adapt and, and um, if Trevor Lawrence is, you know, worth the number one pick and if they can make all that work. Uh, a lot of other goings on around the football world. Dan Campbell going in to coach the Eagles. We'll see what happens there. Very preliminary right now to start making predictions about who and what and what. Uh, 
but we want to keep track of it. That's my secret, guys. Start keeping track of it now so you're not overwhelmed down the line. Um, what else can we talk about? Basketball back in full swing. Trying to make a good go at it this year, guys. Paid for the NBA League Pass so I can be disappointed by the Bulls nightly, and they are not disappointing me and expecting to be disappointed by them. I'll tell you that much. So it's been fun jumping back in and seeing these teams try to mark out their uh, territory earlier on in the season. And look, I'll just one thing I wanted to touch on for the NBA is, uh, you know, I keep hearing we're talking about the super team for the Nets. And I got to say something about Harden. I got to say something about not only him, I got to say something about Kyrie, too. Look, you, you. I am in amazement that these dudes have handled the situations that they were in the way that they did. Choosing to show up or not show up at work based on political reasons, that's crazy at that level. And honestly, there's not a lot of dedication, in my opinion, if the scenario is not what you want it to be. So now they're going to a scenario they want. Big deal. They want it today. What about tomorrow? Right. These guys have both proven that if they don't like it, they'll just go home, literally, and not show up and leave everybody America wondering whether they're going to play. So, in essence, when you look at it, you guys can do it, you know, you can try to bring it together, you can try to ball hard, but there's a thing called integrity that's got to be the backbone of the team. And it's like, it just it is an indicator of how you will react when things are tough. And if this is how you react when things are tough off the court, you know, will you ever be able to get it done when things are tough on the court, right? Because we know the reputation that you're about to have in terms of those two gentlemen. You know who I'm talking about, Kyrie and talking about Harden. We know that KD's coming back. Well, we still need to see that he'll be the player that he was before. So there's a lot more questions there. A lot more questions than answers at this point. But it's nice to see some of these other teams playing well utah playing fine right now uh phoenix playing well right now the bulls just won three in a row i don't think they've done that uh in quite in a a couple of years maybe 2016 or something so a lot of teams trying to find their way play hard and that's fantastic so the nba is a fun watch right now as i promised you guys last year i was going to get back into it because the competitive nature is there i feel like these teams are less separates them uh now and it's kind of more up for grabs i think so it's a fun time to watch if you haven't see anything anything else um baseball obviously coming coming towards the season here we're gonna have a pretty lengthy season that's awesome um if you guys haven't caught the card the heart of the order you want to catch it um do fine for you know dfs and football but baseball clean up around here i did very well last year the thing is, it's hard to do a baseball podcast every day. So when you get those hard of the order episodes, you've got to take that knowledge forward and try to go bury those slates, killing it every night. And then I'm going to try to like, you know, provide different updates during the week through maybe some of those social media pages or something like that. A little rundown right before lock of who I'm liking or whatever. Um, but usually because I'm on the West Coast, I'm working right up until it because it's like four o'clock, which comes pretty soon when you got a day job. So. That's that. Any other sports I need to talk about? Oh, watch watch the Daytona 500. Just watch it. It's Cars go fast, round in a circle. A lot of them go boom, boom, crash. It's fun. It's fun. But DFS, if you like that, how we play these other games, play that. That's fun, too, and it's a little bit easier, I think. 
All right, so we took care of a little bit of miscellaneous stuff. And uh, why don't we talk about our games? Let's start with Buffalo at Kansas City. And a couple of things to note here because we're going to have to keep it very simple. Buffalo allowed the second most total passing yards to tight ends during the regular season at 963. So Kelsey's in play. Um, you know, he's in play in terms of what we do for DFS, in terms of this game. I think they're going to have to go to him. Um, the, the, uh, you know, the bills are a little bit tougher on the outsider receivers, uh, and even, you know, the slots to some degree. So I really like the idea of Travis Kelsey, but we know what they did last time. Buffalo really invited Kansas city to run the ball and they did. Mahomes was, um, held pretty much in check 122 yards, I believe, or something like that. Not a lot doing there. Buffalo really, um, just, you know, didn't put anybody in the box. They literally did not put eight men in the box not one time that whole game. Um, they didn't blitz Mahomes not even once in their first matchup. So um, it's something that, you know, you know that's what they've decided that they want to do to try to take the ball out of his hands in the last time the Chiefs went for it. And they did run. They, they ran the ball a lot. But again, you're slowing down the effectiveness of the offense. You want those runs as opposed to him taking those darts that'll kill you. Only the Broncos and the Rams face fewer runs with eight-plus defenders in the box this season. The Bills basically, as I just said, invite opposing offenses to run that ball. The Chiefs, they did post the 12th highest pass play rate when defenses put fewer than eight defenders in the box. But I think this time around, we shouldn't expect as much of a run-first approach uh, now that they understand a little bit of what's going on here. Um, so if the Bills do opt to do the same thing, where they never pack the box, literally only sometimes had seven in the box, a lot of times had a light box. Um, but if they do that again, I don't think the Chiefs are going to buy into it every single time. right? But that's the story of the game is... How will they defend Mahomes? And I believe, honestly, that, you know, he's been banged up. He's got the toe thing. Uh, he's got the concussion. So, you know, we could see one of those games from him, in my opinion, where he, you know, does enough. But he, he isn't the Mahomes that we all know, right? So I, I, there's a possibility that that could happen. But on, but on the other side of things, I think that Josh Allen is going to – be Josh Allen. Look at what they did last week against the Ravens. They didn't even try to come out and run. Didn't even try to run. This team's Ravens were stuffed to run the week before with Derrick Henry. Plan to run better. They said, fine. We don't we know we don't run well anyway. And we faded Singletary last week, which was great for us. But they said fine. And last week their first 19 plays were pass plays. So I think that you know Brian Dabble could be convinced to play this game again with Kansas City um, because if you think about it if they play the way they want to play on defense and Kansas City does bite in and try to run then on the other side of things you know we've seen Allen just press the button all year long even against the Dolphins in a meaningless win for them but one the Dolphins had that was a week 17 or whatever they they beat him right and he pressed it he pressed it so obviously in this AFC championship game he's not going to take his foot off the gas even if they, you know, do bite in and end up running the ball a lot, I think that on the other side, Allen's going to be juiced to throw it still. Obviously, if Mahomes throws it, then Allen will be throwing it back as well. So either way, I like him. I think that he's not a guy I've been recommending a lot this year or at all recently, but it's not because he's not good. And I, and I think I've, you know, made plenty of overtures to him being good plays, but 
this is the week where I think he, at that position, he can uh, beat Mahomes uh, just under the circumstances. So Kansas City, they guard the slot pretty well. So I'm not that interested in Cole Beasley. Um, Stefan Diggs is Stefan Diggs. I think he's going to be able to get his. A little tougher matchup, but he'll get his. I think that uh, John Brown, honestly, going to have an opportunity to stretch the field, but definitely out on Cole Beasley. I think Gabriel Davis is out too anyway, so you can't play him. Uh, Singletary, again, going to see a lot of the touches. Kansas City, weaker against the run, but I just don't see Buffalo committing to something that they don't do well. We saw how they treated it last week. Maybe they'll be different this week. But even if they do try to run, I know Kansas City isn't great against it, but Buffalo isn't great at running. I don't think it'll be as productive as what people are thinking. And so I really just think this is going to be uh, Buffalo shoots it out and we'll find out, you know, if Mahomes really is healthy or if not and uh, go from there, you know. But in terms of this matchup, I want to say I do believe that uh, who can come away from this game is Buffalo, Buffalo Bills. Um, I want to give it to them because it's hard to win two Super Bowls back-to-back. And honestly, um, I don't think they'll be able to do it. It's like the consensus says they would, should be able to, but, you know, it's hard, right? So we got to – I want to pick against them at some point. I feel like this is the week to do it. With him being hobbled a little bit, best chance to knock them off, right? The Browns couldn't do it, but the Bills are a different story, and I think that they can – have some success, even on the road. Um, obviously, in this COVID years, fans in the stands not you know too big a deal. So, there's a winnable one for them. They can get that franchise monkey off their back of going to the four Super Bowls in the '90s and not coming away with the squad. So, Allen's been balling out this year. I've got no reason to believe that he will um, not play well this game. I, I don't think Sammy Watkins is going to play. Um, I know a lot of people have interest in McCole Hardman, but look, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. I'm, for DFS purposes, going to pick him and fade Hill. Buffalo's been better on the outside against receivers. I'm not saying Hill's going to get shut down, but I think he'll find more resistance, whereas uh, Kelsey will, uh, you know, be, be a little bit better suited, I think. Uh, I, actually, you know what? No, it's the slot. It's the slot where I think Hill will struggle, but Kelsey's going to be fine where he is. On the outside, uh, I know, you know a lot of people think Nicole Hardman, but you never know. They mix in some of those other dudes. So I don't, I'm not going to try to take a stab there, but this is the week to try to take a stab if you want. It's just that I think that Mahomes and company, like, why wouldn't they try to run, right? I would try to run if I were them. Buffalo's going to let you run. Um, Daryl Williams looks awfully enticing this week, right? I think that's, if they are to win this game, it's going to be because you're doing things off play action maybe, right? So obviously that would involve, you know, establishing the run, so... I don't think because of Mahomes' injury, they can't afford to just go sling it. Like, maybe they would try if he was just 100% healthy. This is just my machinations, right? But ultimately, I think they do have to try to slow it down. But I think that because of that, the Bills have a chance to do what they want to do. So there you go. All right, let's talk about Tampa Bay and Green Bay. Tampa Bay traveling to Green Bay. Maybe... Uh, a little bit of flurries before the game that could lead into the game, um, but we'll see. Obviously, terrific time. He's uh, used to playing up in the cold and the snow. Green Bay already always ready for that. The revenge tour continues for Aaron Rodgers. Should be a stellar matchup. We know um, 
we know Aikman's pants got a little tighter when he saw there was going to be a TB12 taking on Rodgers. But a lot at stake here. Um, Brady trying to get to his 10th Super Bowl. Nobody else has even made it to seven. This man's been the, he's trying to get to number 10, uh, which would be just epic. Trying to ride off in the sunset, guerrilla style, taking this Tampa Bay team all the way to the top. And on the other side, Rodgers, it's been a while since he's won it. He's looking for a ring. He's looking for a payday. He's looking for respect. He's looking for a lot of things that he can find on the find on the low on Sunday. So, look, while Green Bay's offense has gotten healthier to end the year, Tampa Bay's defense has cooled a bit in terms of their ability to generate pressure on the QB. So I don't think it's going to be like the last game, right? Like it's not going to be where they just, you know, he's Rodgers and company started out decently, uh, 10 straight points. And uh, they went ahead and uh, uh, he intercepted. He threw an interception, pick six, changed things up for Tampa Bay, and it was snow looking back from there. But Rodgers' only bad game this year was that Week Six game against Tampa Bay. He got beat up by the blitz, which is weird because he's been stellar versus the blitz all season. So the Bucks, we know what they are. They're a pass funnel defense. They lead the league. Uh, and pass play percentage faced that's 70% of the time since week 12 they're, re- they're pretty much mu- very good against the run um, the Packers allow the most yards and the hot in the third highest yards per target to running backs in the passing game this season so you know that's the thing is um, you know for Green Bay they will have to get the ball out to Probably Fournette passing it because Rojo doesn't really catch it a lot, I don't think. But things could be especially tough for the Packers. Um, um, well, hold on. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's stay right here. So, yeah, the Packers, um, they will get they will let them outlet, outlet to the uh, running back is what I'm trying to say. I think the best case for Tom and company is to play a, like a um, – like a, why am I blanking all of a sudden? Like they got to play a balanced ball game. So it's like, I think both running backs are in play. I think Rojo's going to get more run than people think. Everybody's all about Fournette. Um, but, you know, Ronald Jones got some run last week and got some goal line reps last week too. And he's getting healthier. He was running ahead of them all year. I think they mix them both in. And I think that's what you got to do as Tampa Bay to sort of take the, the ball out of Rodgers' hands, right? You want to get it away from him throwing strikes to Devontae Adams and all that craziness. So a part of that is making sure that you uh, run the football. Plus, Green Bay only let one quarterback throw for over 300 yards against them this year. So obviously the best way to uh, play them is to run. So I think Tom is going to do that. He'll make his adjustments at the line, and they'll do what they need to do. I kind of like break more than Gronk this week, I would say, um, for the most part. Uh, as far as the wide receivers go, you know, Brown's not going to play. So we're going to see more Miller and company splitting time there. But uh, also, you know, Evans will see a bunch of Jair Alexander. So I think it's Godwin that we'd have to focus in on um, this week is the way it'll play out. And they'll move him around too, I think, a bit, which make makes it easier for him to avoid Jair Alexander, who probably won't travel. They haven't asked him to travel since week seven at all. So... Um, and generally, we would see, um, you know, uh, Godwin lining up in the slot away from him. So I like that. I don't mind that. Um, I think Tom goes there, but I think both the running backs are in play. I think Fournette's in play catching the passes, but Rojo definitely in play too. Um, Brait over Gronk, like I said. And for the Packers side of things, 
um you know they the thing is Vita Vey is coming back so Tampa Bay like I said they're cool but they're getting him back they didn't have him since week five so he didn't play this game the first time first time around would be different considerations and so it's going to be especially hard for them to run the ball but I think Ronald Jones uh Aaron Jones I think they have to try they have to try now Tampa Bay they don't let you run much, but they've given up the most receptions to running backs. But then they'll always tell you, oh, but it's like the but they've also given up the least amount of yards per reception to the running back. I don't care how many yards if they've given up the most. You, you know, you're trying to convince me that saying like, you know, giving up, you know, averaging, um, you know, giving up one pass for 12 yards. You're trying to tell me that's different from averaging, giving up you know, four passes for t- three yards. You know, it's, we talk about giving up 12 yards, but it's like one was a fluke, obviously, and the other and the other way was like consistency, right? So that's what we're talking about here is the Packers will allow you to throw it to the running back. Um, oh, I'm sorry, Tampa Bay will allow you to throw it to the running back. Not for a lot of yards, but you could do it over and over and over again. That'll start to add up. They'll start to add up. So Jones is uh, definitely in play, especially if they need to keep pace. Um, but here, let me clean it up. For this one, you could also, like last week we looked at Dylan. I don't think Dylan's in play this week. I started thinking about um, uh, Williams also in the backfield with Jones as being in play for catching those passes. But I think now I'm just trying, I'm just being a little too savvy with it. I think a lot of people in the DFS world are thinking that too. So I want to pivot back to Jones and make that work. Um you can't pass every single play. You can't pass every single play. Tampa Bay is a good enough defense to where if you think you're going to do that, you won't win that game, right? So I expect Jones to be more effective than what everybody else is expecting. Um, him specifically, like him specifically. So I want to get invested there. But ultimately, Rodgers to Adams, um, you know, we know what Devontae is and he's going to get those targets. And so it may be a tougher matchup, but he should still be fine. Um, now, as far as the rest of the receivers go, um, you have MVS and you have Lazard, but I don't think either one of these guys is, I mean, of the two it's Lazard, but ultimately the Green Bay's, you know, Tampa Bay hasn't been terrible. Uh, you know what I mean? Like against the, like they have some problems, but more than most likely, I think where you can attack them is probably, um, in the slot. I don't know. If they're going to get beat over the top a lot. So MVS probably not in play. Um, if they decide to double Devontae Adams, then that makes Lazard in play, right? Because there's just less attention. You can't cover everybody the same way. So, you know, I like him as an edge. But really, it's Tanyan, Robert Tanyan, who's been really consistent. He caught five balls last week for 60 yards. I think he is in play as well again this week. And I think he'll bail out Rodgers a lot, um, especially when they're going to be blitzing. Tampa Bay blitzes more than anybody. We know they're going to blitz. They're, they like to blitz. They're going to bring it. That's how they beat Rodgers last time. I think they're just going to serve up more of it, try to make it more exotic, try to confuse him with where it's coming from. But, you know, they've blitzed hard all year. They've blitzed hard all playoffs. I don't know why for this single one game they wouldn't do what they've been doing. So we can expect that. Um, so for Rodgers, it's going to be about getting it out quickly beating that blitz um so again i think you know adams sees too many targets to be shied away from but those quick hits to the running back tanya and play as well um in terms of who wins this game i you know it's a tough one to pick but i honestly think that brady and company are set up a little bit better i would like it more if ab was playing i really would and that they were all healthy but all you know all the tampa bay receivers are banged up right 
So if anything, you know, it could be a case that they run out of gas, but I'll take them again. I'll take them here and I'll say Tampa Bay. So this would be setting up a Tampa Bay uh, versus Buffalo, in my opinion, Super Bowl. But yeah, I think Tom finds a way to get it done. He has so many, he's all year had too many weapons at his disposal. I think his defense is a little bit better than Aaron Rodgers' defense, and he's getting a big piece of that defense back. Um, I think that, uh, you know, not taking anything away from the Packers, but he will be able to, um, even with like Scotty Miller and them playing, like Brady, like he just finds it, he gets it done. And if they can get that running game in sync, then Green Bay just won't have the time if they don't stop those runs, right? So I'm going to take Brady. I think it's a game that Brady can win. So that's what it's looking like to me there. So those are the two games. It's my little analysis for this week here. And ultimately, I'll give you some DFS picks and get you on your way. Um, it's very simple. I think I have a lot of interest. I'll play Josh Allen this week. That's who I'm going to play, okay? Perfectly, perfectly fine. But ultimately, if you want to, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, doing four lineups with one of each of the quarterback because your choices are so little. You could you could do that. You could afford to do that. But anyways, I'm going to pick Allen. And if I had to pick one, I'd pick him because Mahomes, you know, we talked about him being a little banged up. Um, and then they, you know, and in the last matchup, obviously, they did check him. So we have a scenario where this season they stopped him. So a little less appealing. Uh, Rodgers looked good last week versus a tough defense, but they didn't have Aaron Donald. So I don't think, you know, I'm not convinced that because a lot of people are saying, well, if he beat the Rams defense, then he's going to carve up Tampa Bay. Yeah, but the Rams didn't have the dude that makes it the Rams defense. So I'm willing to fade that too again. Um, and then Brady. Packers secondary has been really, really good. Um I think Brady won't do terrible, but he's not going to have like five touchdowns. The upside with him is touchdowns. And that secondary is good enough to where he's not going to light them up. They would be running in the football if they had five touchdowns. You know, so that's why I would shy away from him. But again, if you want to try those different builds, go for it. Um, But Allen, that's where I'll go. Now, as far as the running backs go, here's what we got. Aaron Jones, I already told you guys I'll work him in at AK, right? Or, if you don't believe in that, take your choice between Williams and Dylan. You can save salary. Williams is 5K, Dylan is 4K. Outside of that, I want Daryl Williams, 6K. That's the guy because he's like the healthy one in the backfield for the Chiefs, and so we want to lean on that. We know Buffalo is not very good against the run, and they invite you to run, so you know, worth taking a stab there. Then... For running back, I'm going with Ronald Jones over Singletary. Jones is 5,600. Singletary is 5,800, so we'll pick him. And then I'm going with, uh, for wide receivers, let's go with Devontae Adams, 8,900. You can lock him in. And then Diggs is 8,300, so he's in play. Then Godwin at 6,800 over Mike Evans at 66. That's the way we'll go. And then I think you got to take one of these guys this group here Lazard Brown or Valdez Scantling Lazard is 5700 John Brown is 5600 and Valdez Scantling is 5500 and then you got to take one of these of these guys Miller Scotty Miller at 4900 um is St. Brown at 4700 or Ian McKenzie at 4600 so does that make sense so so here to iterate again I'm going Adams and Diggs I would prefer Godwin over Evans if it fits and then you got to make a choice between Lazard, Brown, or Valdez Scantling. And then you got to make another choice between Miller, St. Brown, and McKenzie. Okay, so that's that. Tight end wise, Kelsey, 8,600. 
um, because we're fading Hill, fading Tyreek Hill. So I'm just going to fit Kelsey in everywhere. But if you're not fading Kelsey, or if you're fading, yeah, if you're not fading Hill, probably can't afford Kelsey. So the way I'd line up the rest of the Titans that I would play is it would go Tanyan, Break, Gronk. In that, sorry, Tanyan, Knox, Break, Gronk in that order. Tanyan, Knox, Break, Gronk. And then for defense, just play whichever defense you can afford, whichever. I mean, you could even just play Buffalo across the board, the cheapest one. The separation is not that much in terms of the information we have. We don't know. Doesn't look like anyone's, you know, going to do more, you know, or have more sacks or turnovers than the other. So, you know, take your pick. But like I said, probably what I'll end up doing is just leaving that last and whatever's money's there that I could afford, I'll go that way. But I don't have a problem with paying down all the way. You could just do that. So that's how we'll shake out the DFS. But as always, get information up to lock and make sure you know what's going on with the injuries. Like, for example, if Vita Vea doesn't go, that changes things a little bit, right? So that's what we have for you for this week for Championship Sunday. Guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Process. Um, It's been a blast getting you ready for these fun time games on Sunday. And, of course... We'll be back. We'll get you some more information, some more analysis to get ready for the big game, the big old Super Bowl. But until then, good luck in the DFS world, guys. We'll catch you next time when we continue the process. Peace. The process is brought to you by Tiger Bomb Sports Audio Entertainment, LLC.